Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? (laughs) Yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Today I have the fabulous Nicola and Teresa from Happy Tums. Nicola and Teresa are both registered nutritionists and mums and they're joining me today. Hello ladies. Hi. Um, This is the second time I've done a three-way podcast. So (laughs) all the pressure is on. We're all learning, we're all learning. <laughs> but I have known you ladies for absolutely ages, haven't I? I'm going to say five years ago. Oh, yeah. It feels like a lifetime after what we've been through the last couple of years, to be honest. <laughs> this is very true. So tell my listeners about that journey, about who you are and what you do. Um, so Teresa and I met back in 2014 um, and we were introduced by a mutual friend, both registered nutritionists, both young babies. Um, Teresa had had an idea, obviously a fabulous idea, that's now come to fruition in terms of happy times. Um, and I was already working as a, as a private nutritionist anyway. And we got together, we got on, we had the same vision for improving um, the health of children um, across the UK and realised the importance of the weaning stage. Uh, and so Happy Tums was developed at that point when my daughter was only six months old. We were just talking about the fact that you ladies were on the TV or Happy Tums was on the TV. Tell my listeners about that because I love that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we... Um, we spend a lot of time reaching out to people on Instagram, trying to offer our help so that we can sort of reach as many people as possible. And um, Georgia from TOWIE got in touch, um, asking for a little bit of help. We had a conversation over the telephone and she asked if we would be interested in filming for her and Tommy's new show, um, the second series of Baby Steps. So we did that in February, went along to her house, cooked up a few Happy Tom's pancakes and filmed us helping her give him his first finger foods, basically. Um, it was a really great day. If you haven't seen it, I would, and you're a parent, I'd encourage you to watch it because she's really real and expresses a lot of the anxieties that we see in our workshops and our day-to-day working lives. And by the end of it, she was just really confident and uh, she's going from strength to strength with feeding um, Rody. And, yeah, it went out last night. Um, and it came across really well. It's always a worry when stuff like this is edited to see how you're going to come across. But yeah. I think it was all right. Can I just yeah. say, Nicola was brilliant. She was so good. It was absolutely fantastic. And what I loved about it, I was sitting there with my husband watching it and I kept looking at him and going, do you remember when I did that? Or do you remember when we did that? And it really rem- reminded us of those sort of parent issues that you have when you're a first time mum. So 
the go- when she was going on holiday and those real panic times you're like oh god are they gonna sleep on the plane and I love the the whole sort of concept of the baby sets program because it really really did kind of remind me of you get over those fears and then other things start as you become a parent but it was a really really good insight into remembering what has been and issues that come now are very different to when you were had a nine month old and it was really a brilliant program Nicola was so good on it I don't know about you ladies as well I mean this is slightly off subject but when I had a baby and I had all of those sort of thoughts I thought that they would go away at some point and now I'm just realizing that they they don't yeah just change yeah no one tells you that though do they (laughs) they're not like have a baby you will worry for literally the rest of your life yeah, that's it. There is no respite <laughs> from this worry. It it no. just it's, you're always at a new stage, you're always learning. Yeah. Um, and she was asking me, she said, This is normal, right? To feel like this. Like, do you still worry? I was like, God, yeah, of course I still worry. <laughs> just my worries are a little bit different to what yours are at this particular moment. You'll Although never I stop feel, worrying. I feel like <laughs> my worries that. are still sometimes like food related as well. I'm like, it's tandoori <laughs> chicken tomorrow yeah. on the menu at school. I'm thinking, will he eat it? And then if he doesn't, will he go nuts? And you're like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be but fine. You know what? The food thing never goes because it's so core to um, parenting, isn't it? It's about nourishing yeah. your baby. And that's why I think it's such an, uh, nobody focuses on it enough in terms of teaching parents other than us obviously and that's where that's where we come in but actually the knowledge around food and what we're feeding our children and how best to approach things like fussy eating um I think it's been lost along the line and it's it needs we need to focus a little bit more on on what we're feeding Mm. our kids I think I was only talking about this to my husband the other day because my little boy loves a packet of crisps right And I remember when I was a child, I always wanted to have a grab bag of crisps. And my mum would say, no, Charlie, that's ridiculous. Like a normal bag of crisps is absolutely fine. You don't need a grab bag. And I'd be like, one day I'm going to eat a grab bag. But I have noticed that now they are all grab bags. And my five-year-old polishes (laughs) off a grab bag, no problem. I'm going to let Teresa talk about this one because I know how much (laughs) Teresa loves crisps. (laughs) I'm obsessed obsessed with, do you know what my thing is, that when I was growing up, my parents were so strict on like sort of treats and, you know, treats as in crisps and chocolate and that sort of thing, to the point that they were so restricted so much that I was that child at a party that would go straight to a bowl of crisps and just sit and eat them and not go and play with my friends because it was so exciting. So it's so hard to find that balance because I didn't want, Jack and Francesca to have that obsession essentially that I have with crisps and it's finding that I don't have a sweet tooth but which is I guess quite good but I would sit and eat crisps all day if I could and it's finding that balance isn't it of getting them to not be obsessive over them but exposing them to to them now and again and I really don't want them to kind of go down that route that I went down and be obsessive on sort of getting my hands on a packet of crisps. You know, I left home, went to university, went and bought loads of crisps because that's what I was allowed. And I was so excited. <laughs> so balance is so hard sometimes. And that's from a nutritionist point of view. You know, we have families and we battle it all the time ourselves. And just finding that moderation is important, obviously. And I think our environment now has changed since 100%. we were kids as well. And that makes it harder to make better choices or regulated choices. 
because what you see on the shelf, like you said, Charlie, is the grab bags everywhere. Mm. So the portion sizes have become so huge, but they're normalised. And so it's not what we're eating so much. It's more, you know, the exposure to how much we're eating um, Mm. and the quantities. So that's hard as well. Mm. And it's not something, you know, that I had necessarily thought, like, I think we have quite a a balanced diet, like um, Teresa says, I've never been like, you're not allowed anything. It's just about understanding. But I just had that thought the other day, like, Mm. oh my gosh, my five-year-old is just polishing off a grab bag of crisps. And that's not okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, moving on from grab bags of crisps. I actually did my live last night, Sunday Night Live, was all about iceberg lettuce and who buys chopped and who buys whole lettuce. Because actually the chopped lettuce is so expensive, but they're not, you know, it's not hard to chop a lettuce, but it's that we live in this world where we're so busy. I was obviously relating it to sales, you know, value <laughs> selling. There's a market out there for chopped lettuce, even though it's, you know, 50% markup. And it's easy to chop a lettuce. It's not a hard <laughs> thing to cut. But it's interesting, isn't it? The way that mm. the whole food industry is gone. Yeah, yeah. and it's, um, it's about removing things like that. Yes, they're more expensive. They're not great for the environment. There's lots of different angles. But ultimately if it makes someone eat better if it gives a child the opportunity to try something that they wouldn't normally try and it removes that barrier then it's a good thing and sometimes you have to pick your battles so something being more expensive is that you know worse than never having it so it's hard it is hard but I think as well we have lost our ability we no longer prioritize food We don't spend the time cooking it. And lots of us will say, I haven't got the time. And I don't always think that's necessarily true. I think it's more the case that we just don't prioritise it in the way that we Mm -hmm. used to. Absolutely. I think people don't have, they don't have the confidence either necessarily to cook something very simple. So my my background is very much public health nutrition and that I've spent my training a lot in trying to get people to eat a healthier diet than they might have been. And it's very, oh, well, I can't, I can't do that because it's too tricky. I can't cut up these vegetables. I don't know how to. And they'll just go, right, we'll just get some chips or something. So it's very much people don't have that confidence but they know how to microwave a meal. And even today on our workshop, um, I had some parents just saying, oh, I didn't realise I could use some frozen vegetables in a, you know, in a stir fry or a risotto or something. And it's like, well, yeah, of course you can. They're sometimes a lot more nutrient dense than even fresh vegetables, that you know, because they're frozen from field sort of thing. And it's getting that confidence. And I always say you know, on a Friday, my kids run omelettes because I've literally lost the will to live. <laughs> so whatever's in the bottom drawer of my fr- fridge can go in an omelette, whether it's some peppers or mushrooms or put some cheese in or some leftover chicken. And you get a really quick, healthy, balanced meal for a child. And parents look at me like, oh, I didn't realise. And it's, you know, that's one of the reasons why we set up Happy Tums as well is to show parents it's not hard to feed your baby a healthy diet. You don't have to be Nigella Lawson to feed your baby, but it can be done in a quick and cheap and easy way. If you have, a, you know, even five, ten minutes, you can create something. 
So um, talk to my listeners about the sort of journey that you've been on. Obviously, Nicola mentioned we have had a turbulent two years <laughs> and this has certainly affected um, us. But talk about your journey throughout that because you've made some massive changes in your business, haven't you? We have. Um, right at the very cusp of the pandemic, in fact, in April 2020, we were all set to... Um, start recording our online course and doing some various other bits in preparation for franchising and um, we were all systems go in at the end of 2019 and then obviously it all ground to a halt um, <laughs> and in the space of four days with some very long nights we managed to pivot completely and switch all of our content all of our workshops online and pretty much for two years that's where we stayed we popped back into workshops, into venue when we were allowed by the government. We lobbied for changes um, to the rules to allow new parents to get out of the house and actually come along because we felt it was so important. You know, we, we witnessed some really sad sights with parents locked away indoors. And then last year when we launched our coffee mornings, in-person coffee mornings in Essex, that very first... Um, coffee morning was very emotional um, for every single it was women at the time um, every single woman who walked through the door and then for us as well because they some parents hadn't left the house for like the first four months of their baby's life and um, they hadn't made any connections so it's been a journey over that point trying to keep the business afloat and reach out to the parents that were so hard to reach because they were connecting with each other and everything went on hold but also during the last two years we've done a lot of learning a lot of business learning which is something that maybe we wouldn't have had the time to do in other situations um obviously we're part of your membership from the start which has been absolutely amazing and so now we are about to launch the happy tons club membership which is bringing together our workshops, our in-person and Zoom workshops, bring it together with a membership format to allow people to get support ongoing after our workshops. And we're going to join those two things together and create a really unique parental support platform, um, not only for nutrition, but for parenting generally. And we are so excited about it amazing I can't even imagine like how hard it must have been for those people during lockdown like I found lockdown hard enough and I had like I found having a baby hard outside <laughs> of lockdown and then I found lockdown hard so combining those two things just I can't even my hat goes off to anybody who does that and particularly I think we forgot about how scared we all were right at the oh. beginning yeah. We were terrified. We were. into the mix. Like, yeah. And having to go into hospital without, without a birth partner. I mean, it's inhumane when you look back. I just don't understand how they were allowed to do that, really, <laughs> in maternity wards. But... No, oh. no. Yeah, that's a conversation for a different time. Mm. Different one, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, how great that you have taken that and just created a whole load of opportunity. Yeah, I am. Um, we've that time learning about business, not just obviously we're registered nutritionists. Okay, it's our expert subject. We could talk all day about it. 
But actually, when you look at how to run a business and how to market a business and how to get sales, that's definitely where we were lacking, I think, because we relied so much on word of mouth and we still do. But actually, it's been really interesting learning about funnels and sales techniques and things like that and how we can reach more people. And so when is this launching? So we are making the Happy Times Club available to our existing clients, people who have already been on our workshops um, this week. And (laughs) then we are launching the Happy Tums Club proper um, the week of the 9th of May, which happens to be Weaning Week, National Weaning Week. Oh, very clever. Yes. (laughs) So um, keep an eye out because there will be loads of different content from Weaning Week, lots of which we're involved in. And we will be finishing off the, the week with a little masterclass in feeding your babies as well. So it's an exciting time. Amazing. And who exactly is this um, membership for? The membership will be available to anyone who comes on to our weaning workshops. So we've got a bit of a hybrid model coming um, going on whereby somebody will attend one of our weaning workshops. So they'll either do it on Zoom or they'll come to one of our venues or we'll run a private workshop and they'll automatically be enrolled into the Happy Tums Club membership. So most of the people who will be joining will have a baby under six months, but also anyone who's struggling to feed their baby under 12 months, often it's quite good for them to come back and do a workshop with us. And then they'll get the continued support via the membership for everything nutrition related. And then also extra support and experts coming in on things like sleep, mindset um, and all the other things, returning to work with children, childcare, all the stuff where you're not quite sure where to go to to get the right information. Um, Obviously, Teresa and I have been parents for a while now. We've created quite a network of people. So it'd be nice to bring them all together. Um, to get them helping our clients as well. Amazing. And you briefly mentioned that you um, spent some time learning uh, lots of things about running a business like marketing, sales and all of the other wonderful things that come with it. And I know my listeners will be here thinking, well, what did you learn, Nicola? Teresa, <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> so what what are the highlights? What have you taken away from the last two years that you didn't necessarily know? Because like you said, you know, you could be the best nutritionist in the world, but if you don't have any business strategy, you won't be able to get the word out there. Uh, For me personally, I think um, coming across the idea of a sales funnel, basically, um, and nurturing your audience all the way to the point of a sale, I just think because we know what we do is so important and we feel so passionately about it, we sort of assume that everybody else will feel the same way, forgetting that they've got to know about us first of all and then they've got to learn about us and they've got to know us, like us, trust us, basically. Um, and I think that's been really important. Um, and thinking as well that we need to capture people much earlier than just when they're ready to wean. We need to be supporting parents from pregnancy. So going back up the funnel. And I think finding the people as well and keeping hold of them. I think that's what I've learned a lot is that, you know, you can send someone an email and say, have you thought about this? And they come back to you and say, oh, yeah. And then you kind of just forget about it. But it's like being on them all the time, 
know, oh, you know, um, would you like me to sort out a date for you? Or here's our link if you need help with booking and going into a lot more Facebook groups and, you know, searching for the word weaning, for example, and then commenting on things and, you know, really trying to make our posts or Nicola does most of our social media because that's not my strength at all but also trying to make the posts a bit more I don't know a bit more personable like using more photos and hi this is me this is Nicola this is what we do come and join us so it's a lot maybe the tone has a bit been a bit different um but definitely following up up on people a lot so even if it's oh I was sort of thinking about doing a weaning workshop and some people will send you millions of questions and then you respond and then they never book anything but then maybe a month later they'll come back and go actually I'd like to book one now so just kind of keeping on top of that but not obviously getting really annoying them so much that they're like oh do you mind stop contacting me so it's finding that balance as well and I suppose there's an education piece out there for you guys to do because not everybody thinks oh yeah let me you know make some pancakes with vegetables in them some people just think oh well what's wrong with Ella's pouches let's just you know crack on with those so you need to get that message out there about why what you do is so important absolutely and as I said last night to Georgia on baby steps there's nothing wrong with pouches you know but we really need to understand their limitations and think about where we want to be in the future with feeding our children because they're not always going to be eating baby food. At (laughs) some point, they need to make that transition to family food. And if you want to make your life easier, you all want to be eating the same meals. You do not want to be making multiple dinners for everybody. (laughs) And so it's that we're trying to um, inform people over. You know, where do you want to be with feeding your child? And also, you know, we look at, the last two years and who's been adversely affected by COVID um, in the biggest sense. Other than age, the other thing that's been really apparent is lifestyle diseases will put you at a greater risk. So how healthy you are, and that comes so much down to what we're what we're eating and how we're living our lives. Um, mm. So it's really important to think about that, that future for your child. Um, but hopefully we can make it easy and fun and not so stressful. Yeah. And giving people, I think giving people that reassurance that like you did with Georgia is that what you're doing is fine, but there could be some tweaks or there could be something that you could do differently. And and also that baby food manufacturers obviously don't always have our baby's best interests at heart. So, you know, not always being sucked into all the, you know, the different packaging and all that sort of thing that is available for people and the baby rice and the rusks and all those sort of things that are very traditional weaning products that you don't always need really, we don't need at all to be honest, but um, having those sort of those sort of things that you can teach people face to face as well as online really does, you kind of see like light bulb moments for a lot of people go, oh, I didn't realise you didn't need to give baby rice, which is a very common thing, um, mm. that you could just give them vegetables from the beginning and, you know, really just giving that pe- those people that reassurance that they are doing what, the right things but we've told them some things to maybe avoid or to do things differently and I always feel like people leave our workshops very relaxed generally and they always generally will say I didn't realize that you know that was it was as easy as that almost or um, that there wasn't so much food preparation involved or you know that I, I didn't have to just use pouches and so it's really just kind of giving them that peace of mind as well which is really important yeah we do love a bit of myth busting there's quite a lot of myths yeah we do (laughs) that happens a lot (laughs) 
And also like getting passed down from like mum, mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh, yes. sort of and this is how we did it back in the day. And, we, and you guys are absolutely fine. And I'm sat there thinking, I don't think I'm that fine. <laughs> yeah, mother-in-law's um mother-in-laws might be mentioned once or twice during the workshops. So. <laughs> I think at least four times just now that I've just done the workshop. Someone said, you need to tell me how I stop my mother-in-law from giving my baby chocolate buttons. This poor girl was actually quite distressed about it. Oh so yeah, this is quite common. My mum and dad like that now with my kids. And I'm like, hold on a second. You are so strict with me. <laughs> and now you won't let the kids, now you're giving kids chocolate biscuits when they walk through the front door. <laughs> Oh my God. So I always end my podcast in the same way with the same three questions. And this one is no different. So my first question is who inspires you? Who has inspired you? Um, yeah, give it to me. Anyone. Should I go first? Go for yeah, it. First. Okay. So for me, Michelle Obama. Yeah. I think I listened to her audiobook, Becoming. Um, two years ago and I've always thought she was amazing really inspiring but listening to her book the things that she sacrificed the way she juggled motherhood and her the way she cares like she cares so much and I really do think that that's important in business that you really do need to care you need to you need to want the best for your clients and I think when you feel like that it shows and I think it does your business the world of good. But yeah, she's definitely um, my inspiration. Love Michelle Obama. <laughs> Mine is um, F- Professor Amy Brown, who is a professor of public health for oh, children. I want her as well. Oh, no, I have her. I have her. I don't mind. She is amazing. So she's yeah. a um, psychologist and does public health uh, for children, but. You know, her books, Why Starting Solid Matters, was such an inspiring book because I kind of read it at the time when we were doing Happy Tums and we say these things that we obviously we know what we're talking about and we're telling parents at every workshop every week. But sometimes just reading something reaffirms that you're doing the you're saying the right things, that you're coming from the same place that she is, that you're understanding things in the right way. And it's kind of a I don't know, it just really reassured me, I think in terms of what we were doing and knowing that we were doing it for the right reasons. And she just has written some incredible books, but we met her, didn't we? And we were like, <laughs> we were like, we were like but she's just like a normal lady. That's <laughs> how stupid, but a mom and, but she writes so well and so succinctly um, and just really, amazing I think everything she does she just makes things accessible to everybody and yeah I just love reading her stuff it's brilliant amazing um so my second question is what is your favorite business book that you have read um so mine is the 5am club yes love it um I don't get up at 5am because <laughs> I quickly established that if I got up at 5am, I'd be dead by 5pm. So, um, but the idea and the storytelling in it, brilliant. Yeah. And it also like just applies to your life, no matter what time you're going to get Absolutely. up, if you follow the sort of passion of it. Yeah. Love that book. Teresa? Um, I'm putting my hands up. I haven't read any. I haven't got into oh, well, it at I all. I was going to say it sort of crosses over because you were just talking about that book. So... <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 
So yeah, yeah I, fe- I sometimes one. feel like I need to change that question because you're not the first person who said, Charlie, I don't read business books just because you enjoy them. Yeah. Everyone does. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like it just thing. could be a book that you have enjoyed in your life. Um, and my <laughs> final question is what piece of advice would you give to a fellow entrepreneur? I would definitely say find a really good business membership, um, engage, learn and build relationships because I think that's the way to go. You can't do it in isolation. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true. And don't give up as well. So make mistakes and it doesn't matter. Um, and I just think, you know, we're lucky that we can make changes to our business if we needed to. If things weren't working, we can change it. But it's something which we love so much that, you know, we will do whatever we can to make it, make it successful. And there's no not doing it. It's going to happen and it's going to be successful. But if things go wrong along the way, we'll either learn from it and, and then make changes. And that's the same for everybody. If you need to make a change to make it better, do it. Don't feel like you've failed at anything because you're learning every single time. You're, you know, every time you're doing something, you're learning. Amazing. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me today. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want um, to follow you on social media, they want to join your club. So we are on all the social media platforms at Happy Tums UK. And you can also join our free group, which is Feeding Bumps, Babies and Kids with Happy Tums. Um, And we'd love to see you there. Fabulous. Thank you so much, ladies.